Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Shay coming back at y'all with another episode of the Emmaus Proposition. Y'all know how we do over here at the Emmaus Proposition, man. Like we take something in culture, uh, in in movies, or whatever we see in everyday life, and we weave our way back to Jesus because over here we believe that uh, everything we do, everything is from Him, through Him, and to Him. And so we just talk about normal life. Uh, how it leads back to Jesus, and uh, hopefully these conversations are encouraging for all of you to start thinking about Jesus in a similar way. Like there's, there should be nothing that we think about that doesn't have a hint of the gospel to it. So, uh, with me today, for those of you listening on the podcast, I brought some friends over. We have Tony and Jenny, uh, and of course, my wife. <laughs> and uh we just wanted to come through we've been uh we've, we've been lucky to have them as friends for a long time and we really we really have some really good conversations over the years and so we wanted to have them on chop it up a little bit see how we could bring it back to jesus and hopefully y'all can get something out of the conversation so if y'all hear like a bunch of craziness in the background like we got we got five kids between us and like we're trying to keep them quiet, but it's it's not it's probably not gonna work. So y'all might hear some some craziness going on in the background. We're gonna try to keep it rolling. If y'all see some like weird like it's because I like had to chop some stuff out and rearrange. Anyway. There was most likely a toddler that came in. Yeah, there's gonna be yeah. some there might children. be some kids in the background. We're trying our best. Yeah. Y'all don't get mad at us. But um we'll let Tony and Jenny introduce themselves. Tony, tell them where you're from and What's your background a little bit? Uh, so, yeah, I guess uh, born in L.A., but I'm from Reno. Lived here forever. Um, uh, been a Christian now since I was, I guess, 18 years, 18 years old is when I became a Christian. Right out of high school. Uh, I've been married 12 years. Got kids, family. Was a, was a pastor for a short minute. Been a deacon. Been a part of churches for a long time. Uh, been a part of different community groups, different things, you know, so... Had a chance to do a lot of things uh, at a very young age. Been very fortunate for that. So, cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, what you just basics? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who are you, and, and what um, do you want people to yes. know? Yes. So, born and raised here in Reno, um, but my family also has some property in a little town in Montana. So, half the year here, half the year up north. Um, I've had a ranch, cattle, irrigation, alfalfa, the whole nine yards so that was eventful um yeah we met here we've been best friends since we were kids we kind of have a nice little love story <laughs> which is cool not very many people get that but i feel like we're lucky in that um but yeah we got married young jumped into ministry really young and now we're just kind of pressing pause a little bit on that and focusing on community and uh, just we're we're going to go in this next season of life i don't know what y'all Jenny tried to drop a little cold word on what we were talking about tonight because uh, we were sitting around and we're like, man, we have so many different conversations. What would be a good topic for us to kind of talk about that is is fruitful, that we could bring back to Christ? And we talked about, um, we were going to talk about marriage. Maybe we could talk about kids. Maybe we could talk about movies and stuff. Um, but really, I wanted to explore... Um, so when we initially met you guys, uh, Christina and I, 
uh, you guys had already been in ministry for a while. And then you were leaving the church that you were part of for how long? Uh, essentially my whole life, pretty much, at least from, yeah, I mean, my whole life. And then well, I was started there when I was 12, maybe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so we were there for, we'll say like a solid, like faithful 10 years. Wow. 10 years. Yeah. So a decade, they put a full decade into the church. Uh, they made you guys leaders. Tony, you were a pastor and, um, some church hurt happened. You guys left there. Um, and then you guys came to our community group. Right. And really, our community group at the time was the best thing popping. Yeah, and uh, sure. it was it was cool, y'all. Like it was um, like we were we were loving each other, we were feeding each other, and uh, you guys popped into a community group like that. Um, and I think it was a time of healing for you guys. Though though we'll chop that up a little bit as far as what that meant for y'all. But tell me about what community looked like for you guys at the church that you were a part of previously before you left there? Like what is, what did, what did, what did it look like for the fellowship of the saints in you guys' old church? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, because I think in some ways I didn't know what it was supposed to look like. I know, I mean, basically everything we did revolved around the church. I mean, we were always going to trip Sundays for church, Tuesday night Bible studies, uh, monthly pre- monthly prayer meetings, men's meetings, women's meetings, youth camp, all these different things, events that the church would put. I mean, that's just what we did. Everything we did revolved around the church. And it was very much, um, instead of the church being outward, with its outreach, like going out to the community, it was a, it was a lot inward. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it here and open up our doors and you'll come. And that wasn't always the most effective thing. Um, it, it was a lot of, yes, our, we had a very tight-knit community, but there wasn't a lot of new people coming in. Mm-hmm. Not really. Um, Heaven's, Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames, things <laughs> like that. Um, I'm sorry, Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames? Yeah. Oh, what is that? What is you that? need to Google it. <laughs> what is that? It's, 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 you should it's, that. Yeah, it's like, I guess like a play. It's a play. For like Revelation. So it's like starts and it's like super intense, dramatic. And like, it's it's like a theatrical play. But yeah, so essentially it's about like, it starts off with these people and they're like always like in the struggle of like, you know, do I sin? Do I not sin? Well, then they die. and then they the next scene is them like at the gates of heaven and are they or at the gates of hell yeah at hell so essentially they have this moment with jesus and it's very serious it like shines over and somebody's playing jesus and he's got like a big book and he opens it and they're like jesus let me come in jesus and then he either goes and like they come in and they give him a hug (laughs) (laughs) or he'd be like Humans would come out yeah. and grab them, so, take them away. And oh my super, god! Super, super nice. Yeah, like, yeah. But let me tell you, when you're little, that's actually, believe it or not, though, kind of a little touchback on my childhood. So our old pastor was we used to be my mom's insurance agent. Yeah. And he invited my mom to that play, and that's actually where my mom became a Christian, oh, and that's how we started going to church. Wow. Yeah. So, so obviously, it's yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And so a little weird because, like, again, it's such an extreme thing, but like. That's where our work yeah. with Jesus started. Wow. <laughs> and that's how the church did most yeah. everything. was just very much, we're going to do it for our little community. We'll open our doors up to anybody. Um, where I would always, 
ask questions. It's like, yeah, but we don't do a very good job of telling people that um, we're doing something. Yeah. Uh, like we used to do uh, a harvest party. It's a Halloween. Mm -hmm. Do a harvest party. Yeah. Which I get it, right? Um, and <laughs> they're, they're looking at me because they know I got problems. Uh -huh. So we well, a harvest party, but it would always be like we would do it on the night of Halloween, but inside the church. Yeah. And we hit this moment where in our church where we were kind of asking this question, like, how do we build community? Like, how do we grow the church? Like, how come new people aren't coming in? And I, I kind of threw like it like, a, well, we don't do anything like that's a part of the community. So we started doing these trunk or treats. Oh boy. Yeah. And that was my idea. I was like, Hey, let's, what if we try this out? See what happens. And yeah. weirdly enough, it took off. Yeah. Because we did it in the parking lot. People would be driving by and stop. Or, yeah, candy. We got tons of candy. Mm -hmm. And we, 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 yeah. like we had pony rides one year. Like, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody brought the, uh, Bryce brought Bryce his horses. Yeah. Um, and took kids <laughs> oh, around for rides. Nice. And got a tractor with hay on it. And yeah, so community at our old church was very, I don't know. It was very much um, production-based. this way, but. Um, very much production-based. Very much... Um, you know, open the doors, you know, build it, they will come, so mm -hmm, to speak. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think it was very outward. That would be my two cents, I think. So I think the intention was super good for the community, but it just never really came to fruition. There's points where we would go hand out flyers. Or I think for a second, like when we were little, they were like trying to do commercials for a minute. Um, I think there was even a second where they were on um, – TV as well. I yep. think just for a quick yep. minute, like oh, the, uh, uh, the strength, the strength team. Oh, and the strength team would come. So it was just, it was just very different. Um, I think you know a lot of it was there are things that were super successful in the eighties, um, mm. and I mm. think we wanted to just keep doing those same things, mm -hmm. um, which didn't always work. No. But no. like Tony was saying, there was definitely a point though, like when you were in that church, like you were left. Like there was never a second that yeah. we struggled with anything i mean if we just whatever the case was i mean the church was there like we could call whoever and it would get taken care of and we would go help whoever and you yeah. get taken care of so like once you were in like it was yeah it was real tight real mm -hmm. tight, real tight um, you know it was only a couple hundred people yeah uh, just big enough to kind of be big but just small enough to where everybody knew everybody. yeah yeah so um but yeah i mean but yeah like we did everything i mean sound worship Kids, yeah. youth, we had a like, moving I mean, ministry for when people move. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay, yeah. But <laughs> for the most part, that. Cool, actually, you need no, that. That real. Yeah. For the most part, um, community was centered around like, yeah. like the church, and, yes. and like the the identity was the church for yeah. the most part. Is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Christina, you have a salvation story that's a little bit different because you came to Christ a little bit later. Mm -hmm. um, so, how did you see community coming in? to um, faith a little bit later on? Um, community for me was totally different because we came, we were moving to a new place. Um, we had just moved to Reno and we were in with a bunch of people we didn't know, a bunch of couples. We were just newly married. Um, we only knew one other couple that was there like really well. Um, and everybody else, we had I think five couples in this community group. And you know, you're being really intimate with people, and we were like, I don't, I 
don't know what church looks like. I don't know you people. I don't share my story with people. You know what I mean? That was kind of ranges. Yeah. And we were going to a big church at the time, Mm -hmm. but we were new to church. And so the whole thing was just weird. It was just different. Um, But everybody was really cool and they were all on the same page, um, relatable and stuff. Uh, we didn't have kids at the time, and everybody else had kids, so that was kind of set us apart a little yeah, bit. Uh, yeah. Where you know they just want you to be the babysitter, yep. which I'm sure you guys had some yeah. of that. We had some of that. Oh, well, I have to say, it only had to be awkward, though. I mean, I don't think we were ever. I mean, oh. for the most well, part, we were, like, we, we were kind to offer too, but oh. you know, don't take advantage, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I feel like there were some of those times where they just assumed that you're young and. <laughs> Got a lot of energy. You don't have any kids of your own, so yeah. So I just kind of treat them that though. No, you're selfish. I mean, no, for us, we're young and selfish. So yeah, I want that time for us. We were just married. So um, yeah, community looked a little different, but I feel like we gained friendships out of that because we did more than just um, we did more than just talking about church and stuff. Like we did life together. We would, Mm -hmm. you know eat a meal together. We would have game nights. Uh, I remember shortly after we had joined, um, there was a show at the time and it was like a fixer, fixer upper kind of show. And, um, this one couple was leaving and they were going out of the country to see his family. And, um, so they thought it was a great idea because we were still going to use their house for community. And so what we did is we went in and we redid their whole master bedroom. So pulled everything out. Do you remember that? Renato Dolfo's house. There, um, so we went in and like, we helped, we barely knew this couple, but they were opening their home to us and we were always on board to do something like that. So we went in and we redid their whole entire master bedroom and just like repainted it, got like new chairs and made everything look so super nice. And they came home and were surprised and blessed like, wow, I can't believe you guys have done this. And that's when fixer up, not fixer upper, but, um. Trading spaces. Yeah, trading spaces trading was spaces originally was up yeah, yeah. with uh, Ty Pennington yeah, and all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we thought <laughs> we were. Yeah, yeah. we all thought okay. we were. That's we good. were onto something there. Forgot about that. So I mean, that was cool though to to be able to bless people in that way, where it's you know an intimate space. Who's going to go into somebody's house and like right. just redo right. up the, yeah. one of their yeah, roofs, really, right? That's really nice. So. so that was cool just to do that, and I feel like there was some other opportunity, serving opportunities, you know, where we would go and collect a bunch of um, stuff for Hug High. Actually, we did a huge donation where we went in and we everybody donated blankets and um, toiletries and clothes and all kinds of stuff. And we put everything together in all these packets at the church. And then we, as a group, um, a bunch of different community groups, took it over to Hug High and were able to bless all the kids with it because there was a ton of kids that were homeless over there. So that was really a, a unique opportunity. And I feel like that was kind of where we really sunk into wanting to serve the community more and um not just our group community right. but yeah no, and community. it's different yeah, yeah. it is different. because we can serve ourselves because this is mm-hmm. easy right we're friends we can talk all day long but to be able to go out and serve people that are less fortunate and people that are in need um there can be an awkwardness there or there can be just a fear or there can be a I don't want to do that with my time. Whatever it, mm-hmm. the case is that stops us from doing those things, I think that really pulled us in. And that's why when you guys joined our community group, you're we like, let's do service because 
We yeah. want to care for people outside of our home. Yeah. Because that's that's how we, you know, bring people to know who Jesus is, right? Right. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting because um, obviously the four of us are, are Christian believers. And so we have, uh, we've been introduced to church. We know what the Bible says about the importance of community and things like that. Um, but as we look at the world, the world has a different, maybe, that's, so I'm going to pose it to you guys. Do you think the world has a different definition for what community looks like? And if so, like, how do you think that plays itself out? It seems like, t- we've talked about this a lot, how the world seems to be unaware of the community that, that it wants, right? So they, they don't want church, but they do want community. Mm. Yeah. Like, that's why you have gangs. That's why you have motorcycle clubs. That's why you got softball teams. That's why you got, you know, your your bar guys. You know, you meet down at the bar every week, whatever. Like, I think people do long for community. Um, they But they, they want it without church they mm. want it without because maybe it doesn't fit right maybe they come to church and they got tattoos and they're kind of a little different looking and they and they get those looks when they walk in a building and they're like oh, i don't want to be here so let's go get somewhere else i think um i even see it like with the military guys you know like they've got their group of dudes that they'll be with you know their their support group but you may not find them sitting in a church building always um so i think i do think people long for community I just don't think they realize that the, the brotherhood there, you know, like when you look at a motorcycle club and they've got vests that identify, you've got prospects cause you have to earn your way in. And then there's like a ceremony when you are brought in and it's like, it's this brotherhood. It's a thing, but then they do barbecues and they do outings and mm-hmm. toy drives and all these different things. And I'm like, I mean, that's community. Yeah. No, it's a motorcycle club. Cause we're, you know, we're tough guys. I'm like, yeah, Nah, it's community. Yeah. Like, and then you bring your kids into it because now, you know, usually it's a bunch of dudes that start out young and then as they get older, their families grow and then it becomes a very family-based thing and I'm like, you guys, like, like that's what you want. Yeah. Like, that's what you're, it's what you're trying to build and, and uh, I think we've talked about that a lot, like how we've seen that, like that, it's it just, when, and when people don't have it, they're lost, they're miserable, they're depressed and they don't realize that they need people around them. But when they find that thing that gives them that acceptance, like like gangs, like when young men don't have fathers, but then here's this father figure in a gang that can give them the affirmation. Um, I think that's what like brings young men into it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and now that it becomes a community thing, where on the outside looking in, it's gang, it's violence, it's chaos, it's a bad thing. But when you really break down the psychology of it and like what's going on on the inner workings of it. It's usually a lot of broken people looking to belong somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so now there's this thing that develops. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good. That's good. Yeah, agreed. I think the only, yeah, I, I think community, like when you think of it, like in the outside world, right? You say outside, but like in the secular view, it's like, yeah, again, you're just looking for a group of people who think just like you do. Mm-hmm. So you're going to find those people on whatever mm-hmm. level that may be. And it's going to be the way that you think or you just find a different place to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas I feel like in Christian community, there is there is a lane <laughs> for the most part that sure. we stay yeah. in. Yeah. I, would, I would just add to what you were saying in that people want community like they're designed for community, yeah. if you will. Like God has put us in a place where we need other people around us. But also, um, like it's no different 
than what we have here. We get together, our kids yeah. go play, yeah. we barbecue, you know, have a drink, whatever. We're all getting here in community. It's no different except for that at the base of ours yes. is a belief mm. in something that they may not have. Yeah. Mm. But foundationally, outside of God, they want the same thing that God has designed them for. Right. And so it's inertly inside them that they want that community, but they just don't know why. Mm. They would rather say, I deny that reasoning yeah. because I don't want to be in a church. Because they've seen people that are in churches that they're like, you're fake. I don't believe in that because you're not walking the walk. You're not yeah. talking. You're, you're talking all this out your mouth, but you're not showing it. Right over here or you're being too judgmental or whatever. And I think that's one thing that those types of communities have that maybe sometimes the church doesn't have, right? It was like those communities are quick to call each other out when mm -hmm. there's BS. Yeah. Mm. They're quick to put it on the table yep. and deal with it. Yeah. Whereas sometimes in a church, like things get hidden, things get pushed aside, reputations mm -hmm. can't be harmed. So a lot of people don't want to be a part of a church because, oh, it's hypocritical. And I've heard that. And I don't get mad at people when I say that anymore. I used to. I'm like, well, everybody's hypocritical. So you're, you're going to hate one group, not the other type thing. But like, the more I think about it, I'm like, no, I, I see what you're saying. There's certain things where I'm like, man, I, I, like, you know, maybe the church community could be better at certain things that I even look to the world and like, man, you guys do that well. Mm. And then we don't. What's, what's one of those things you think? Well, just one of the, like, what I was just talking about right now, I think sometimes like, like even in the workplace, I've noticed people are a little bit quicker to like call somebody out when they're not like towing the line or something mm. like that. And then have these discussions about it. Uh, but sometimes I think in church settings that it's, it's hard because we, I think we overthink it almost. Well, we don't want to hurt the feelings. That we don't want to rub something. We don't want to lose them. Right? Mm -hmm. I, I, don't know how times, oh, I don't know if I want to say that. Like they, but what if they don't come back? Mm -hmm. I guess that could happen, but it may not happen. You may actually build an atmosphere where, yeah, maybe it's a little messy at first, but the respect comes later. Right? Like not every situation that you deal with um, abruptly is comfortable in the moment, but you're trying to build credibility for the long run. Mm. That, that that the duration of the relationship and the community will grow over time. Mm. Um, I think that like back to like when you asked who's a good group that does that, right? Mm -hmm. So I think like to touch back on the military, like I think the military, even though it may not be perfect in this area, there is a sense of brotherhood, like among all of the veterans, that is crazy to me. Like, they can be completely different walks of life, even served in, in <laughs> different departments and different places of the world, but there is still a sense of community and loyalty that I see with them. Mm. And that's impressive. Yeah. Because I'm like, at, most of the time at churches, you know, if you go to a different church, like, we don't like you, you know, which is yeah. crazy. But then these people who are not Christians, and most of them don't want to be Christians, are like, yeah, come on over. So what do, you think that, what do you think that is, then, that, so... I I would I would say that uh, because because Christ is is what it means to be truly human, it would make sense to me that His bride is what it means to be a true community. Yeah. Like to me, those two things seem associated, right? Why is it? Do you think that the world, in often cases, does better community than the church does? Because you were saying like sometimes we we see the church down the street and you're like, oh, you go to that church, right? Mm. And and there's this like this snobbery. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, why do you why do you think the world is doing better at community than the church does at community? 
I think partially because, you know, as Christians, we're set as a higher standard, right? Like we're supposed to be this the light on the hill. forgiving people that just sees love and grace and all these things. And so if we don't learn how to talk to people with that love and grace, because Jesus didn't not call people out. He called people out, but he did it in a way that we could still be friends afterwards. Yeah. Like, I'm doing this because I care about you. Not because I'm judging you, but I feel like people look at Christians and are like, you're just judging me. So they already think, as a Christian, you're judging me. And so we get this, we talked about this the other night. We've got this book of rules, right? And so we think we're better. Mm. We set ourselves above everybody else because we think what we believe is right. Yeah. And But you look at like other, not just clubs and um, stuff, but families, like different cultures. Sure. Different cultures of people are close-knit. And it doesn't matter because we're family. We're blood, right? Um, biker clubs. They may not share blood, but they have shared some things together. Yeah. Or military people, right? They have shared life together in a way that has bonded them forever. Yeah. And I don't think that Christians have necessarily done that. We don't walk through life in struggle together because yeah. we'd rather sit on our sidelines and not talk about our struggles. Right? Mm. Now, I'm not talking about us because we've all talked about right. our struggles openly with yeah. each other. But that's why we're so close now, right? So yes. if we were doing something wrong, I would hope that you guys would call us out on yeah. it, right? Because yeah. we're close like that. We're good friends. Um, or likewise. But I think that because we all like to put on this nice, pretty face, that we don't open up and we're not genuine with our community. Yeah. I think that's something I, like you speak of like the military community. Like I'm a little jealous of. It's like I think a lot of times those guys and girls and girls. Sorry, oh, those oh, people. Those excuse folks. Me, those <laughs> folks. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're Such putting, a sexist. I know. My, my bad. I'm working on it. Um, but but I feel like they're put in situations where they're not afforded the opportunity to care about surface level issues. Mm -hmm. or like if you're on a deployment and you're not even just in a war situation, but you're in a you're in a situation where you have the minimum things to survive, like minimal food, minimal water, shelter, resources. So you're put in a situation where that's all you got are the people that are shoulder to shoulder with you. And so you learn how to live in a way that's less like you can't just put a facade on. I mean, maybe you can, um, but I would imagine that it's probably a little bit easier to spot. Like, hey, man, we're all out here. Like, why, why acting like that? Um, we can tell, you know. Or like, I almost get jealous. Like, man, like I, I don't think I've ever lived in a way where like I was stripped of all these things where I just had to live in front of other people and just be like, man, this really is me for me. Other than my marriage, maybe, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but like. I feel like there's something like when I when I talk to your dad, that like he even shares about like with some of the people he's close with, mm -hmm. or the the dudes that he was on deployment with, and and those in the and, yeah. and those moments where it's like, yeah, that's all we had. Yeah. Like, you know, when, when somebody got killed, and they needed a shoulder to cry on, when something happened back home, and they were panicking because their kid was sick, but they couldn't go help him. Like, we were the support group. It was it. It was us. Yeah. Yeah, and sure. I, I feel like sometimes when I go to the church, I'm like, man, we're so worried about all these image things that it prevents us from um, getting into the deeper uh, yeah. like relate relational side mm -hmm. because we if we sin then we look a certain way 
or if we do a certain type of sin, now we're just a bad Christian. Mm. And we, it, we, mm. we kind of, you, you see where I'm going like with that, where it's just like, and now it kind of puts a barrier in that community because there's just these things. I would ask the question, do you think that as Christians we're not as close and we put on these fronts because we're not going to battle together like we should be? Yes. Yeah. Because we should be going to battle together, right? Yeah. We should Absolutely. be doing life together and getting in, and being okay with getting in that ugly, dirty part of our lives and being okay with each other even though you have a dirty part of your life because I do too. And I think like, do you think with gangs... They go into war together. Yeah. They're warring other gangs. Yeah. Uh, whether that's a motorcycle gang or Bloods and Crips kind of gang, yeah, you're going in, you're going, when you're with family, you're going to fight it out, right? Because yeah. you're blood and you're going to fight it out regardless of what the outcome is. But do you think as Christians, because I don't feel like we do that well. We don't go into battle. We can barely get people to help us move. Yeah. You know, you're talking about a moving ministry, right? We, yeah. we can, how hard is it to get people to help you move? I remember everybody was out oh yeah we're gonna be there we're gonna be there shane moved the whole house by himself because everybody dropped off because nobody's there like there's none of we that we didn't know them back then so. yeah this was before jenny and tony yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah but honestly yeah you think we're I, not going into battle i don't know so i think as i'm getting older trying to like i so i think part of it is selfishness right like we get caught up in our own lives we have our own judgments we have like okay that like maybe like something i look at be like that's not that big of a deal like should you be using it or, or doing it like maybe not but like that's uh, kind of between you and Jesus where other people are like no oh, that's like so horrible and so I think that's part of it is there's like all of these weird unnecessary judgments that mm -hmm. like are not biblical and Jesus really doesn't ever say so I think that's one part of it but then the other part too is like I think we just don't know how mm. like I don't think the church has done a very good job at actually showing people how to live in community and love one another. Because, mm. I mean, even like when Tony was sick last year and in the hospital, there was a handful of people yeah. that were willing to, like, bring your kids here. Even though we're all technically in the quarantine, like, we're, we're not out of quarantine. Mm. Right. You know, it was you guys and a few other people that were like, bring your kids here so you can go get to the hospital. Mm. And, like, war in that with us. Like, texting us, how are you doing? Like. How can we pray for you guys? Do you need growth? Like you were in that moment with us, just living through it and almost in a sense suffering with us. Mm -hmm. And that's just trying to do the best thing you can. Like normal people don't know how to do that. <laughs> like with our secular friends, like when we do those things, they're like, uh, yeah. I didn't like, you guys don't need to do that. Don't worry about it. Like we got, we got, and I'm like, no, like we're going to, mm -hmm. like, this is what Christ calls us to be. Like this is community. This is loving your brothers and sisters. And I think like, you have to be shown that. You have to be taught that. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think the church has done a good job, intentionally or not. It just hasn't happened. So you guys made me think of a Bible story. So when, uh, so it's when Jesus, like, he, so he has all these followers, right? And um, I forget what the setting was, so I apologize. But <clears throat> he's uh, he, he stands up at, at a meal and he says, um, whoever... Uh, drinks my blood and eats my flesh is worthy of following me, and um, that's weird. And, and people that's heard so that right. It's, it's, a, it's a weird that's dinner weird. party like yeah. thing, right? And so, because it's weird, the like the majority of the crowd leaves him, and his twelve stay behind. And um, Jesus uh, Jesus says to them, 
so are you guys going to leave too? And Peter speaks up and says, where are we going to go? Yeah. Like, you, you have the words of life. I think that's, that was kind of, it's kind of going back to what you guys were talking about. Like when you, when you've been through stuff with people, the 12 was with them from day one. Like he called them, uh, out of, out of being fishermen. Like he called them right out of the sea. Uh, he called Matthew away from probably the tax booth, called him out of that. And so like they had been rolling with him like hard for the last three years. And they were the ones that probably they ate fish together. They probably shared some weird, like, campfire stories. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> Peter probably tripped over a rock, and they were like, Peter, get yeah. it, Peter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they've probably been through some stuff over the years. And so when Jesus uh, does something weird, like, he, he stands up and says something weird, they're like, no, we, we're still rolling with you. And, and I think um, maybe because... Americans are so um, are so mobile. Like very few people stay in in the same place their whole lives, or or stay with the same set of friends right. for a long time. Um, and I think sometimes Americans just okay. So this is this is I'll ask it in the form of a question. Do you guys think that this is an American church problem? Or do you think it's a big C church problem? Like, do you think Christians in uh, sub-Saharan Africa or the jungles of Brazil have the same problems with community that Americans have with, with community? I'd say it depends on the region. Because if they're in a big city where they have all these resources and everybody's pulled apart and they don't have the struggles of a small, like, war-torn country... Or their culture doesn't speak that way. Like I would say that they have the same problem we do. Okay. I feel like that's fair. I mean, yeah, I think it would just depend on what's like, yeah, like what region and where we're talking about. Because I know even you said like in Honduras, like it's completely different. Where were you? Where were you guys? Yeah, anyway? yeah. When we got away from the city, we were out in like the middle of nowhere. So tell them while while you were in Honduras. So. Uh, there's an organization called Living Waters um, that uh, they, they... Look for sponsors. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Really We're cool. all trying to go yeah. on another Yeah, I, I would go again. <laughs> yeah. It was so cool. Um, but they're basically an organization I think originally was just in South America. Now I think they're a little bit more broader than yeah, that. Yeah, they're all over the place. Uh, but they drill water wells and help provide fresh water to um, communities of people who don't have it because... You'd be surprised if the amount of people who die every year um, from waterborne illnesses, diarrhea, things like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I know in the United States we think water, like, why, why is that important? We, just, we can just go to the store and buy it. Well, it's not like that yeah. in other countries. You can't just go to a store. They, they, they don't exist. There's not convenience stores. Like, you can't just go flip the tap on the house because there's no plumbing. Yeah. Like, there's still places in the world that are like that. So, um when we went down there, it was just a little culture shock for me because, like, you just, you don't think about that. Like, going into the bathroom and flipping on your water to wash your hands. Like, they can't do that. they got to walk miles away, collect the water in the morning, bring it in buckets or pails or whatever they have, and then and then ration it for an amount of time. And then hopefully the water's not bacteria-ridden or dirty because if so, you're, for sure. you're getting sick. 
but as far as the community stuff goes, like it just, it, uh, yeah, I was just, the people were close. That was how the community survived. Mm -hmm. Like so many family members. Too. Yeah, yeah, family members, yeah. and like the young were taking care of the old, and yeah. the young worked hard, and the old shared the wisdom and took care of kids, and like the school was like right there. It, it was it's a community, is and it, I was like, wow, you. Could, I think that's what blew my mind. Is like, man, even though down here in a third world country, right, yeah. um, where you guys don't have anything, you know, compared to like what maybe we have in the states, uh, what you do have though, is an amazing image of what it really means to be like close knit. Mm -hmm. And man, I watched that, and I was like, I was jealous of it. Like, man, I have everything in the United States, yeah, except for something maybe simple like that, or it was deep like that. Where, I mean. The, the, the dads would go away into the fields and work, and then the moms took care of everything. But, like, they, they worked. It was, like, weird how it was, like, in harmony. Like, it just worked, and they took care of each other. Um, but the conditions were horrible, right? But they still found a way to be close and love one another. And I was yeah. like, man, even, even when the odds are stacked against you, but when you've got nothing else, again, like back to what I was saying earlier, when all the amenities are stripped away, like community is what you have, yeah, and that's how you survive, uh, mentally, physically, as a family, as you know, just whatever. Um, so I think, you know, as we talk about this, it's like that's something that I would love to see more in the church. Is like a church become more community driven, um, where resources are being shared. You know, um, we're taking care of like like when you guys took care of our kids when I was sick in the hospital. Like I couldn't do anything, but to know that my children were with somebody I trusted yeah. in a time where I'm trying to figure out if I want to make it out of there or not. Yeah, yeah. Like that was huge, yeah. and I try to get people to realize like yeah when you're just so busy when you tell somebody oh sorry I'm busy I can't like man like you don't realize what that other person's going through and what that would have meant if you just could have said yes you know yeah. what I mean like. And I think that's something we try to practice, you know, right. like, uh, or just even as simple as like, when I'm saying, Hey man, like, oh, I'll pray for you. Like, what does that even mean? But, but, like, you're going to think about you? me for the next minute and then that's <laughs> yeah. it. And then yeah. I'm yeah. On here. yeah uh, like that's not like a couple of weeks back. I was over in Roseville, uh, for training and, uh, one of the guys, I just met him. I didn't even know him. He's another salesman. And he was telling us the story because he was just, you could tell just something was going on. Like, he just had something on his mind. So I asked him, like, are you okay? And he goes, yeah, I just got some stuff going on with my family. I was like, all right, man. But are you good? Because, I mean, he just looked like something was bothering him. He's like, I don't want to get into the, too deep into it. He's like, but no, my brother killed my other brother. Okay. Uh oh, I was thinking something like way more basic than that. Yeah, uh, my goldfish died. Yeah, yeah, something. Yeah, 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 you know, like, yeah, my car's giving me issues or something, or yeah, what, yeah. I don't know. Um, but he tells me the story of how the, the, the one, brother had met, one brother had mental health issues and the other brother kind of made him mad. It was a spite that out of hand, the brother killed him. Dang. Family's distraught, everything like that. Um, and we're in, uh, we're in the training room. And I was like, dude, that's horrible. I was like, can I pray for you? And he's like, oh, that'd be great if you could pray for me. I was like, no, I mean, like, right now. Like, can I pray for you right now? Yeah. Because I know myself well enough. I get in the truck, go back home. I'm, I'm not, yeah, not going to do that, it. For sure. So I did it right there in the moment, prayed with the guy, and now we still talk every now and then. He kind of sends me a text, checks in. a bridge. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I... 
I think living with people in the moment is is a huge thing. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're gonna pray with somebody, pray for them right there. Yeah. And so I think I think what you're maybe what you're getting at with this whole like community conversation is it doesn't it, it doesn't necessitate a like a large group of people necessarily. Like community is it sounds like more is just it's a it's the opposite of apathy. It's just it's just caring for people yeah. and being involved in their lives in a way that's not surfacey. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's where so when you guys came to our community group back in the day, yeah. uh, we were we were at a point where um, so I'm from the south. Christina, even though she's from Cali, I don't hold that against her. One, <laughs> two, <laughs> um, she has a southern soul, and so when. We, we have always, for the duration of our marriage, uh, coming up on, ooh, years. coming up on 20 years yeah, now. this year. We, um, we said our dinner table will be a place <laughs> for people to be a part of our family. Yeah. And so it's not, it's not a, um, we don't want to, like, if you come to our table, you're not a friend, you're a family member. Yeah. And, and so we worked hard, especially, like, so, um. When you guys came to our community group, we were kind of building that community group up because um, we had done community groups in the past. Mm -hmm. And community group is, is basically like a life group. Maybe maybe you guys have heard that term before. Um, but it's basically, it's not it's not the church. It's like you meet in a home and you guys... We life together. Yeah. I mean, but you, you share meals and... <laughs> your life together. Oh my gosh, I, I hate that term. Um, but yeah, you, you come together, um, you love one another well, you feed one another, and and really, we we said our dinner table is going to be the hub of that. And, and it so, it yeah, and we, yeah, yeah, we really strove for that. We and, have the uh, we have the rule. If you guys have been here more than twice, your family, yeah, your family help yourself to whatever you want. If you need something out the fridge or the cabinets, the drink, the yeah, cups, don't whatever, knock, just come in. Yeah, and don't think, ever knock. I think what that did though, it knocked down some serious barriers because it's weird to go in somebody else's house that you don't know. We had never experienced that before, ever. Wow, not one time. Like, has there was there anyone who ever was like, come sit with us, like come be a part of what we're doing. Like, obviously, we've had dinner at people's houses, and they've hosted, yeah, and it was yeah. very nice, or whatever. But, sure. like, the way that you guys opened up your home and your lives to us was, like, I've never experienced that before. Yeah. 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 And it was, it was honestly, it was intentional because um, me, like, me being from the South, I know pretty much every major decision that happens happens over some kind of meal. And I can even look at that in the Bible. Uh -huh. Pretty much, yeah. pretty much all the scenes you see is around some kind of food or festival. Israel was awesome about holding multiple festivals a year, multi-day mm -hmm. celebrations of let's get our community together and celebrate the fact that we sure. are a part of one another's lives. One another's lives, and um, you know we we tried to model that. We tried to uh, incorporate that. <laughs> But as I'm looking at, like, church in America, right. um, there seems to be a disconnect Absolutely. with that. There seems to be a um, – so we were, we were having this conversation earlier about the, the corporate nature of the church and how it's, how it's mostly business-driven. But as you look at the, the New Testament on, what, on how the church started, it was anything but. It was 
it was um, you, you were after survival. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like one one generation later, they were being hunted down by Nero, and um, there seems to be a correlation between those two. So, uh, here's my proposition, and me and Tony kind of already talked about it a little bit, so I know he disagrees. So this is gonna be fun. <laughs> <clears throat> I think God <clears throat> is removing his presence from the American church. I think God is kind of pulling back a little bit, and I think you're starting to see the effects of it. And so um, the lack of community is supposed to be what the church looks like, but that's not what it looks like. It looks like a business. Um, the church is compromising on some very serious social issues. And it's failing. And if we look at places like Honduras, we look at China, we look at Africa, those churches are thriving. India, India, India. those churches are thriving. And so I went to India, and they did. They had these little pocket communities where they shared life like that. Um, I went down to El Salvador. They were shared. Like if we we dug a well up on the mountain, and uh, actually, we dedicated it. They had already drilled it. But when we came back down from, from doing the dedication, um, the the Christian community came together and cut us up like a jackfruit. And the jackfruit was like this. It was like a baby. Like this joker was like huge. <laughs> and the guy was carrying it like this. And um, Shay wants to get one. They sell them at Safeway right now. And they're like, like this, they're times. bigger than a watermelon. It was three times that size yeah, it was. Right. And so... But the, but the whole community came out and shared it. Oh, wow. And so there's like this, up on the mountain, they have one well for like like 10 homes. And so they're sharing those resources. Yeah. Uh, you come down, they cut up one jackfruit for the whole community and allowed us to share with them. That's, Which that's is huge. And so yeah. it's huge, right? Because this is their resources. This is all yeah. they have. Yeah. And they're sharing it with you. Exactly. I don't think the American church does that. No. no. So my, my proposition is... God is pulling back from the American church, and I think we're starting to see the effects of it. What do you what think? Does that have to do? Where's community in that? Where's community in that? Yeah. Community is, is one of the it's one of the um it's one of the telltale signs. It's one of the telltale signs of what the Christian church looks like. And um yeah. and we're not doing it. We're, yeah. For the most part, the church the, the church in America isn't doing it well. No. And and the reason I could tell is like just like you guys said, you've never been to somebody else's home where they've done that. Or people are really weirded out by walking to somebody else's home. Yeah. I think it's really weird. And we've been to some people's houses where our kids weren't welcome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah that's okay. And it's weird and the kids got to be quiet. And um, it's just strange. Yeah. It's, it's like it's a weird thing. But they but they do it in, for the sake of holiness. Yeah. And they say, but no, this is a sacred space. And we're doing all these things, and it and it makes Christianity weird. So I just had a thought. Do you think that loss of community has like to do because we've had such a loss of the family structure? Ooh, talk about it. What do you mean? Uh, well, so anything but. So like, if we like, we don't have families. So so many of us, all I think actually all of us have divorced divorced parents here, right? Are yeah, mine. Would, yeah, mine would never well, marry. Yeah. Okay. Mine was you don't even know your dad. My parents. So. Thanks for my dad. Okay. <laughs> so it just makes me wonder, like. We don't really have a family structure anymore. So most parents are split. I mean, co-parenting is so common, right? Like we kind of jokingly talk about this, right? So we have some some family members who, you know, they only have their kids every other week, right? And so I kind of make, and this is, 
anyways, I don't want to go down that route. So, like, you you just, you don't have that structure of family. Like, you don't have two parents who are there with their kids who are present in their lives. Like, mm. so those things aren't happening. As we grow up as an adult, like, how would we know to give that? Right? And if we're not getting from the church, it's just the way that we grew up. Yeah. We grew up being selfish because yeah. we didn't have parents because they were working. They had to. They had to work. So, we grew up taking care of ourselves, doing what we want. Mm. Like, so yeah. why would I think about my neighbor when so I'm focused on latchkey kids? Yeah, yeah. essentially. Yeah. So Honestly, just, like, I've, I've seen, though, people with two-parent homes that still have the same problem. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And, and very strong two-parent homes. Like, and both parents are Christians. To, to yeah, circle back to where the disagreement, um, where you would pitch it as, like, God is withdrawing himself. Yeah. Whereas I see it more as like Christ is saying, no, I'm, I'm giving you like, like Romans one, like you want to deny me? You want, you want what you want, your heart wants? Like, I'm going to give you over to it. Yeah. And so it's not that he's left. It's not that he's gone away. He's there. If we repent and turn to him, he's right there. But he's made it very clear. Then have your sin, have your devices, but you won't have me. Yeah. And that's kind of where I would say, I see that happening. And the only reason I, I think I I say it that way is because I look at like the history of the world and these these Christian capitals that we've had throughout history. Same thing. Same thing happened to Rome. When Rome started uh, divulging into hypersexual activities and they started caring less and less about their people as they started uh, like really heavily crucifying Christians. Sure. Um, when the Christian community exited Rome because they couldn't find community, yeah. I think you started to see like the downfall morally. The downfall morally, I think it was a it was a byproduct of God kind of. I think I, I don't think we're completely off. I think it I think it could be God just kind of gives people over to their sin. Yeah, but I think in certain ways with nations, He kind of removes Himself. He just he just kind of like, okay, um, almost like a Sodom and Gomorrah thing, where I'm just I'm gonna take my my people, and y'all can have it, and and you okay. can you can have the full yeah. you can have the full um, measure of what you want for your lives, and so um, America right now is in a mode where we're like we want this freedom away from God, yeah, and God is like. Hmm. Let me show you what that looks like in community. Then mm -hmm. let me show you what that looks like for your families. Let me show you what that looks like for this this thing you call the Constitution. Let me show you what that looks like when you don't when when the Constitution says you have inalienable rights, meaning they, meaning they're given to you by God, and then you have a, a culture that says no, we want freedom from that. Right. And we'll, what we'll put in its place is we want people to be governed by an elite yeah. like we start we start having all these kind of problems and I, and I think it's I think it's a byproduct of of God having kind of removed some of his presence from the people so I don't know what do you guys think yeah I feel like I'm really smart. That's the answer to that question. <laughs> like, I feel like it's such a big thing because whether you want to talk like, about my friend like that. I'm sorry. Like, but sometimes I'm like, oh, 
um, let's not. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. Cause I, like, I feel like whether you say, like, God's handing him over or removing himself, like, yeah. at the end of the day, like, we're still stuck, you know? Like, so I think that's why I'm like, I don't know if I'm smart enough to answer that question, but the result is the same. Yeah. Either way, we're just stuck here to fight with sin. Yeah. Or, mean, you know? or, or the, there's a choice that needs to be made. Mm. Talk about the choice. So I think there would be a choice that needs to be made. If either way, like the way you and I are saying it, whether God has removed himself or given people of their sin, the choice that I think that would need to be made is like for, for the Christian anyway, is do I stay in this community mm-hmm. that's depraved mm-hmm. or, or do, or do we leave? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're talking about like Amish? Like, yeah, that's what you said. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, seriously, right? Like, I would say that. At what what point? At what point does the Christian go like, I can't submit to this government. Mm. I can't submit to this employer. Mm. In order to be a part of this economy, you know, to have the dollar to be a part of this this society, I I can't. To be in that, in in order for me to live by way of a Christian way of life. The way the Bible commands me to live it. You can't live there. Yeah. But at what point do you just like, well, all right, this is what's going to I have to go. Because this isn't going to change. Right? You can legislate for it. You can vote for it. You can do all these things because we're in the United States. That's how we change things. Yeah. And if society just goes, nah, that's not how we want to live. But if you're going to be a part of society, this is how you have to live. Mm. At what point are you like, yeah, I can't do that. So then, okay, so then what happens to, like, telling people the gospel? Like, mm. the whole community is, <laughs> yeah, like, what, so what happens then? I like, living in the world but not being part of it. Like, that's a hard, I don't know what the line is on that. I don't know, because, like, if, if you were around family or friends that continually do the same thing over and over, and you've told them the gospel, let's say, or you've, you know, been there as a solid pillar for them, a light for Jesus, and they keep doing the same things over. Do you eventually, especially if it's hurting you directly or your kids, right? Let's say your kids, because we all know when our kids stand up, we're like mama bears, and we're going to, okay, we can't do that around, around our kids anymore. So at what point are you going to stop and say, I've got to remove myself from this situation? I'm not going to be there anymore. Yeah. Or you go, I'm going to be there from a distance. So I guess my main question is, how do you live out the Great Commission from a distance? Mm. Like this, right here. (laughs) (laughs) No, but but there's some truth to that, right? Like, uh, technology has afforded us an opportunity to live out the gospel in a way that agents didn't have. Mm-hmm. And so we, yeah. we literally have access to the world. There's, there's folks, yo, shout out to the couple folks that are watching like out in Germany. <laughs> like I got a couple folks listening in Germany. All right. I got a couple <laughs> folks listening out in UK. Yeah. Um, and so literally I've never met these people. Yeah. Me living in little old Podunk, Reno, Nevada. Sorry. I know you guys are from here. Uh, <laughs> Well, no but I know, my bad. Wow. Um, we have the opportunity to reach the ends of the earth. Yeah, right From now. Here. 
right. right like right now and but but are we sophisticated enough in our understanding of the gospel to reach out to the world yeah yes so now we got to know what we're doing we got to know what we're talking about we can't we can't be the community of people that just like we've been we've been to some community groups where um they just they just sit down and just fellowship yeah and they just it's just kind of a social club really there's no there's no real like pouring into the scriptures how does how does this scripture how's the scripture fulfillment of this scripture how does that how does that lead us to where we are today what are what are these issues like with the second coming of Christ and 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 why does that matter for me today like I don't think we tackle these hard issues. We expect like heavy theologians to do all the work and then we go and listen to them, but we don't really study it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if we are to communicate, um, so I'll, I'll say this. Um, I think this is the first time in American history where America is no longer a Christian nation. Yeah. I think I think we started off and Christians were like I can I can go to the grocery store and that that person at the grocery store knows who Jesus is too yeah and it, and it's becoming less and less for less us and, less, yeah. and um, especially and I, on the West Coast especially on the West Coast where we are like yeah. East Coast I think in, especially in the South they're still hanging on so Tony just got back from from South Carolina and he was like yo that was that was just different and it is the the Bible Belt it's different it's just different yeah it's, it's you could. You could throw a rock, and you could throw a feather and hit another Christian. Yeah, honestly, like it, you don't have to go far. I mean, there's people in public that would say, "Oh, God bless." Yeah, yeah. You don't get that out here. You don't get that out here. Closet. So um, that was probably about a ten minute break while the kids were uh, <laughs> having a meltdown. So um, this is a this is a fun conversation though. Like, and uh, we'll de- we're definitely gonna have Tony and Jenny back on. Um, Cause I know that was like an abrupt, that was an abrupt stop. And, uh, but what I want to do right now, as, as we start to close out, because I think this, this aspect of community is, um, so essential to the gospel message and, and how we, how we present ourselves to the world. Cause, uh, the Bible talks about, um, when, when we're saved, it's not like we just, we're a part of, a like a, decentralized like fun club we're the body of christ now and so we're we're we are made in the image of god who's a community even in and of itself and then when we're saved by christ like when he when he comes and like so he he justifies um he justifies us um he, he lives a perfect life um following the law that we couldn't follow and then and, and then when he dies he removes that barrier, that weirdness of being able to step into somebody's home. Like he removes that so that now we can come into God's community um, that he's already existed triune within himself. We now become a part of the body of Christ. And so right there yeah. in the in the in the midst of the gospel is this community that we're a part of. What do you what do you guys think are some like tangible ways that we can um have these Christian communities where the world doesn't like where a non-believer could come in and say, man, those people are weird and I don't want to go back. Like I, I feel like a community group is almost like the first step of being in this Christian community. Like what, what are some ways that 
as we look at the world, um, that we can do it better than them. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, God is pretty clear. He's like, we're two or more gathered in my name, Ooh. you know? I'm right there. He clearly states it doesn't have to be big, but if you're gathering with a group of people, you're gathering for me. Like if you're if you're there, like what we do, you guys come out over fairly regularly, and we talk about the Bible in some in some form or fashion. But it's all organic, right? You sure. don't have these weird like we talk about yeah. or. Just organic conversations, having people in your home and not making it awkward or weird. And, yeah. yeah, we're just be becoming better artists of hospitality, you know, actually opening up your home, you know, living a life where people could can be a part of it. Like hospitality isn't just happenstance. It doesn't, it's not an accident. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to be a hospitable person, you, you, there's some intentionality behind that, right? You know, like having food in the fridge so that when somebody stops by, like you can... Throw something on the grill and just kind of, oh, yeah, you're here. You're going through a hard time. Yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about going to get dinner. We'll just do it here. Mm. Right? Like, you do those types of things. Um, I, I mean, I think we're, like, we're working on those types of things, but even we're not that great at it. Like, somebody stops by. It's a thing. we got to figure it out, you yeah. know? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't know tangible ways. That's the, probably kind of the point of this conversation is trying to, find those tangible ways to build solid community. Um, I mean, I think sometimes, like, just not making it so, like, Christian, right? Mm. So, like, like our son, so if he's playing baseball, we're involved in the baseball team. So we're going right. to bring snack, or we're going to talk to the mom and dads that are around. Like, we're not just going to be weird and sit on the bench and, like, not to talk to the person right there or not cheer for the other kids. You know, like, you can have that dialogue and just don't be weird about it like make the first step in having a conversation and inviting someone over and i think maybe the second thing is like just stop like being fake i think mm. there's this really like this just really bad problem that christians have of just trying to make sure their life is all together and i think if we just did better about like no like actually i'm not doing great and work sucked today like i'm not in like a happy mood and like i or whatever like i've gotten a fight or i yelled at my kids or just like making it like, hey, like Beautiful. we're all humans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're not like doing anything differently other than the fact that we rely on Christ and yeah. we know that He forgives us and He's helping us and restoring us and showing us grace so that we can give other people grace. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny you say that because there was something that I don't, I don't remember if it was you that was being told this or if it was me that was being told this or if it was us together as a couple. But somebody told us, yeah, <laughs> there you go. <one. laughs> somebody told us at some point or another, like, you have to get to a point where you allow people, especially when you're hurting, that yes. you allow people uh, to care for you. So it's not uh, just us being organic and mm -hmm. letting people come into our homes, but when people want to help, when people want to, like, care for you, like when you're in the hospital, don't just oh, be like, way humbling. don't just be like, yeah. I'm okay. I don't need, we don't need anything. It's a, you have to allow people to come into your life and care for you because it's not just blessing you. It's blessing them yeah. to care for you in that yes. way. And I think yeah. that we are so prideful yes. that we are quick to say, oh, I'm good. I'm, we're, we're fine. We're fine. We don't need anything. We don't need anybody mm -hmm. because we're prideful, right? And that's what our our families have taught us, especially yeah. those of us that have been raised in single-parent homes, right? 
you you got to get it all done by yourself. You don't need anybody else. You just you just have Absolutely. to do what you do. And because of that, we lose community, right? We don't have those tight tight knit communities like mm -hmm. down in India or Honduras or El Salvador that all those places that you guys have been um, that that depend on each other and they're all humbled and they're all living that like I can't do it by myself. And yeah. because we have this pride welled up in, within us, we can't even admit that we need other people because we do, whether we want to admit it or not, we need other people to come in and live this life with us and help us out sometimes. And so we have to be able to be pride, like let that pride aside and allow people to come into our lives and care for us. I remember even when we were doing community, there was a while that I was like, no, don't, don't do the dishes. I'm fine. I got it. <laughs> and then I was like, no, like we're allowing people to bless us by coming in and serving our community. And there's a dog. Um, by serving our community, you know, they're they're doing their part by doing the dishes for us after community yes. group or cleaning up or cleaning the playroom because yep. the kids. Yep. And then it got to a point like, well, no, everybody needs to take responsibility of this group. It can't just be us cleaning up after all oh. the kids and yep. all the toys and everything else that's around. We need to make sure that it, like everybody is pulling their weight, yes. right? And everybody is giving something. It's right. not just taking. We all have to give too. So I feel like that's a big, that's a big one too. It's yeah. just allowing people to do that. Yeah, and I think if I were to add anything to any of those, um, I think we face a very real enemy uh, right. in this world with the prince of the power in the air, and uh, he is great at setting up counterfeits yeah. to yeah. what the church look, is supposed to look like, mm -hmm. and so that's where you see like uh, like a gang. Uh, looking more like a community than the church does because uh, Satan wants to set it up in a way that's like this is more attractive sure. over here and so like I would if I were to add like a very real um, proposition if you will um, understanding like we have a very real enemy that's trying to counterfeit everything that God has set up and so we have to be um, we have to know who that enemy is. We have to know his tactics. We got to pray, man. Yeah. yeah. We got. We got. We have to pray. We we have to like see that that is our defense. That's also our offense. But we we have to pray. We we have to see that Satan is going to set up all these counterfeits. So uh, instead of going to a Christian counselor, we got Christians going to secular counselors and giving them secular advice. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. Instead of uh, people going to a community group, they'll go to uh, a run club, or mm -hmm. or they'll go online. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, and or they'll go to like yoga. They'll, like they'll go, they'll go to all these other things. Um, when when I need help with moving, I won't go to my Christian friends. I'm gonna go to my my friends that are out in the world that because are because they're the ones that are there for me a lot of times. And Satan is great at it. He's crafty. And, and Christians are, are falling for it, and the church needs to pray. We got, we got to understand the, enemy the enemy's tactics, and we have to pray. And, so, and be willing to get into the grimy. Yeah. There's like a, that's part of the Christian walk is to get into the grimy. And if we're not willing to do that as Christians, then we have no business being Christian. Then we're, we're going to lose. Because yeah. we're not doing what God has called us to do. Yeah. You know, we talk about, like seeing somebody laying in the street. Are we going to be the people that walk past? Or are we going to be the people that put him up in a room, even though we, we don't necessarily like him, right? 
We're going to put him up in a room. We're going to pay for his dinner. We're going to yeah. get him off the street because he's God's child laying in the street. Man, there's so much more we could talk about with this subject. Um, but we're going to have to cut it for tonight because we, the natives are getting restless. And, <laughs> and now they've brought in their strange animals. And, uh, but, um, man, this was, this was so fun. Thank you guys so much for coming on and chopping it up with us. Um, this is what we do. Like we, Everything that we talk about all leads back to Christ. And um, Jesus needs his church to represent who he is to the world. And a big part of who God is, he's a triune community in and of himself. And, and the church has to understand how to come together and understand that even when we fail, um, we, we pray and we cry out to God and uh, we rely on the fact that Christ came and paid the debt for all of our shortcomings, including those that keep us away from one another. So, um, man, this was so fun. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, please make sure to tell all your friends what we're doing over here. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, share, comment, subscribe. If you're listening on the podcast, please keep tuning back in. All this stuff is helping. But love y'all. Definitely love y'all. And until next time, grace and peace.